What's up, y'all? It's your girl, the Spice Lady herself, and welcome back to the Spice Lady Talks podcast, where we discuss the spiciest entertainment and Black culture, raw and uncut. Today, I have a special returning guest with me. I have Chikara Power of God creator, Chris Bar- Burns. What's up? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just like threw a blank for some reason. It happens a lot. But how are you? How are you? What's good? I'm good. I'm good. This enjoying this weekend kind of finally <laughs> you know, I have so much to do but i'm taking it easy today so i'm not really working on anything until probably about five i i feel that that's that's um we're gonna get into those because i have some questions about that what you've been up to but um <laughs> that's awesome um so it's good to take a break i've been learning that too myself um so before we get started in the interview um we're gonna get started with the spice lady news report i know guys it's been a while since i've done it i'm sorry you know, it is what it is. But <laughs> first up on a special news report, we have Mapa Stage 2021 10th anniversary live event. It's set to premiere to- tonight, tomorrow, 27th. But y'all be hearing this like two weeks in the- later. But um, it's going to be, he- be held on their Mapa YouTube channel. Um, it's already confirmed that LaShawn Thomas, the director of Yasuke, will be in attendance and they will be talking with him on there. Um, as well as the premiere of the Chainsaw Man trailer. So will I be staying up at 1 a.m. to watch all of this? Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, and speaking of Yasuke news, Yasuke will also be receiving an anime, anime, a manga adaptation since the premiere on July 2nd in the monthly Spirits. I'm excited to see the take on this manga since, you know, the anime, we're not gonna get into that, but you know, maybe we'll see a lot of plot holes be filled in the manga. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Are you like, have you watched Yasuke yet? Or I have not, I know what it is, but after I heard kind of like these really bad reviews on it, I was like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> like, I don't know if I should even attempt right now. <laughs> yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, so I'm interested to see how this, how the manga goes, but there's that. Um, and also, Kaiju number eight will be a bi-weekly series instead of a weekly series on Shonen Jump app. Um, I'm all for mangakas, you know, getting rest and changing their schedule around. So that's awesome. I recently caught up in Kaiju number eight. So it's a really great read. But that's awesome for the mangaka. Um, next up, Batman Ninja is getting a stage play in Japan, which premieres October 12th to December 5th. Interesting. Um, they're having four actors play one character, so they like they have four actors playing Batman, but they have like different names for them, like their teams, like it's like Batman Dark, Batman Light, and like something else in Japanese. So that's interesting. Um, the the anime quotes on that was <laughs> was okay, I guess. I don't want like the CGI of it, but it was a decent premise, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was interesting to see how that goes. And then lastly, Shonen Jump Plus is having a reality show called Million Tag, where they're looking to find the next best mangaka, which I think is really cool. Um, it'll be an eight-episode program. It will debut on the official YouTube channel of Sh- Weekly Shonen Jump, which is premiering on July 2nd on a Friday. So I'll be tuning in to see how that goes, which I think is really cool. And that's the end of today's Spice Lady News Report. So let's get into all these binges. What have you been binging lately? I I low-key just have been 
I, I'm trying to get caught. I'm, I'm trying to get caught back on Border Toes because I'm like 20 episodes behind. But my mm-hmm. friends like taking their sweet time, so I have to wait until they get caught up to where I am. But um, I pretty much have just been watching or just keeping up up with the uh, My Hero, the latest season. And then um, me and my mom are watching Megalobox season two because I haven't watched that yet at all. Okay, so Megalobox season two, I dropped it because I, I don't know. I just felt like it was like the same story, but like, you know, it's like he's going through the same thing he went through season one. And I kind of like, there's no, I don't know. I was just like, we're here again. Um. I'm trying to give another chance because I'm like, I do love, I did love season one. So I'm like, let me just take a break from it and come back to it because there was a lot on my list to watch for spring. So I'm like, let me just let it breathe, come back and watch it. Cause I was, when I was watching, I was like, Ooh, this is a chore and I don't, I don't like that. Um, but yeah, Barto cool. I'm not upstate in Barto, but people have like their own mixed reviews about that. But <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, my hero. I've been watching the season of My Hero because, like, I I'm like current the manga, but they are getting close to the you know well the villain arc, even though they're kind of skipping it to go right towards the Endeavor arc and then going to the my villain Academia. So I'm gonna tune in here and then just to watch, but that's awesome. <laughs> um, I've been binging though, binge reading a lot. JJK, Ghost Reaper Girl, which I found out um was like a was a manga created by um, Rosario the Vampire creator. So I'm like, this is like oh, wow. a great series. Yeah, it's a really great series. And I was reading it, I'm like, this just gives me Rosario the Vampire vibes. And I look up the creator, I was like, it's the same creator. Um, so that was awesome. And then um, Loki, I've been watching Loki, the premiere and everything like that. I, I love it so far. Um, what else? Um, spring anime lineup, obviously, like Vivi, Vivi, Tokyo Avengers. Um, I need to get caught burning Kabaddi, all that fun stuff, and then obviously Tuka and Brady and Rick and Morty because that premiered last Sunday. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that episode Rick and Morty was so stupid, but then again, it's Rick and Morty. So let's get right into the interview. Um, so uh, we said before it's been like over a year since like we had you on a podcast. So I want to ask you, what have you been up to since then? Um, so I've just just been working, been working on content, working on tons of stuff, connections for business and just in general. Um, making let's see, I'm trying to think. The last time we did an interview was that when book one came out, or was it? Yes, it was. It was book one, part one. I believe. Okay, so wow. So that was yeah. That was so like that was like 2019. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a lot. Uh, a lot of like it's a lot of content. Book twos came out. Um, book three obviously has come out this past May. I have an illustration yeah. that came out with like all the illustrations and concept art from 2018 to 2020. Okay. So it's just been it's just been a lot, a lot of work, a lot of art, but really, really fun stuff. That's great. So um next up, um Chicago Power God, book three release, all that fun stuff. Do you mind kind of just talking about that and how your experience has been, you know, with this project so far? Because you've been even I've been seeing you promote like hell and I love it because I'm like yeah it's come with like little anime visuals type things you have voice actors now so how, how's been that experience so it's been it's been really crazy because literally just um in the past uh I'd say just in the past year since book two um because back then you know my, I didn't have a really big fan base it was you know it was little people kind of like oh it's cool that you do that but 
since book two came out to book three it's just been crazy because book three is bigger like it's the biggest book that i've done like page count wise it's 207 pages so it's like the biggest um okay. in terms of content that i've done so far within the series but just in just as much and just in that small amount of time like in a year how many fans and like like i said voice actors and like all these people just have like come into like my life that really support it and really like it and it's still growing it's like been it's been kind of crazy because it's like all that work that I've been putting in so far is now paying off. <laughs> so it's, yes. it's, it's been cool trying to push push the content and do something that a lot of manga artists aren't doing that are in the states. Um, and because they don't know the training and they yeah. don't need to do it. Um, all the animations and manga PVs that I do, the only people that are really putting that out is Japan. Like no one else is really doing that here. Mm-hmm. So get that into the algorithm of like tiktok instagram youtube that's been the struggle to really get it out there so people can see it because like i know if they see it they'll be like yo this looks legit um <laughs> so that's that's the hard part but because i remember on um the last podcast you were talking about we were talking about like that how you're like yeah you wanted to do that little like the manga pv animation thing and then when you finally did i was like oh that's awesome but like just seeing how it, it's progressively gotten like better and better throughout the time I'm just like it's looking legit, legit more like an up-and-coming anime and it's like awesome because <laughs> like your art style is getting like even progressing like I love seeing that so I'm like yay that's awesome um so I guess my next question is um how's been transitioning from book one to book three which you kind of already talked about so like I guess my this question is like storyline progression progression wise and like publishing um, so it's been, uh, I'd say it's been pretty, pretty smooth. And that was like the, the exciting part, at least for me, like the beginning of the series was cool. Um, cause it's like the start of everything, but now like, in my opinion, book three is where it really starts to pick off where you get to see like the world building, like some more different locations, how the world has changed. Like there's a world map now where you can actually see the different countries, how they're different and they're named differently. So it's like, it's the, the world is opening up now. And, um, so it's been really fun transitioning, I guess, from that part of the beginning of the story of like mystery and like what is happening like blah 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 to now it's like okay this is why that's happening you finally saw the main uh antagonist the villain in book three so it's been like a lot of information in book three but it's been balanced well with action too so and i'm excited for book four because book four it answers a lot more questions and a lot more characters show up like there's so many characters now <laughs> like oh my gosh oh, <laughs> so many <laughs> I think you talked about that in the last podcast. See, I was re-listening to it. How we're like, it's like how it's so hard to like just have all these characters and have them just make sense and like get the character designs out and just have them make sense of the story. But you made it work because I, I remember the one PV you put out where you like you introduced all the characters in like a classic shonen like opener anime opener, and I'm like, this is so cute. Like it was just like all the characters and like, just so colorful. I was like. And you have music. I was like, this is legit. Like, I'm really excited. <laughs> it's been really fun just making stuff. Um, but it does it does humble me to see, like, all of these other creators, like, you know, Kohei and, like, you know, Kishimoto, the big, yeah. big, like, how much they have to balance with this big cast and make sure that they're not just there to be there, but that they are sense in the story on why they're there. So, because there's, like, I think in mine, I, I have to have at least 20 now. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> I love it. Um, So I guess, so speaking of people coming to your life, I saw you had a partnership with the skateboard brand, um, Rikayushi. Rie, I just Thanks. ordered, I, re, I ordered a, 
um, AOT board from them. So when I started promoting, I was like, what is going on? It's awesome. So how was my experience with that? Because how did that come to be? Because I'm like, that's a really great partnership with getting your, your story out there. I still can't believe it. He actually just messaged me, I think it was two days ago. We actually have my grip tape in a store, like in a skate shop in California now. That is awesome. It's not just online now. It's like actually physically in a store somewhere. And I'm just like, but it's been really, it's been fun because I actually got introduced to him by Waves, which is the voice actor for producer that's been doing like the stuff for the promos and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He introduced me to him, and so it's like, check this guy out. Like, he does anime grip tape, all that stuff. You should, like, reach out to him, and I and I did, and we have this really good partnership now to where, you know, I'm putting out, you know, so much content. Like, I just, whenever I come up with new characters or new designs, I just send it to him, and just to see, you know, what people might think of it, you know, that kind of stuff, and so far, people have been loving it, Um, and my, you know, the, the collaboration's going well, really, really well, and he's a really cool guy, and he's in Orlando, so I need to, I need to, when, when He's in Orlando? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in Orlando because I I was like, next time I'm like down there, I need to like visit everybody. (laughs) I need to reach out to him because I was, I, I had this idea because I, I've been watching when I found his, um, I found his company, um, through one of my friends, uh, Mm -hmm. Poppy Longlegs, because she, um, was in partnership with them with promoting their boards and his boards, whatever. So I saw the AOT board. I was like, oh, like I need this. I bought it. But then I was like, I'm like, I wanted to collab because I've been doing a lot of dance visuals and I wanted to do a Skate Infinity theme, like, dance visual, like, one of his boards or something. But the fact that he's in Orlando, now I'm like, okay, now I have to, like, go reach out because, like, this is crazy. Like, I'm I pretty, love it. I'm pretty sure he's stationed in Orlando. I'm pretty sure that's what he told me or it might be on his profile. But he's in Florida. He's he's somewhere in Florida. <laughs> I did not know this. See, this is why it's a small world out here. Like, you... But I, I do what that when I saw that I was like I was freaking out. I was like, this is like amazing. You have like uh like four of your characters so far with the grip tape. Is uh, what I'm saying? Yeah, so Kurisu Diaz, Kalani, Ewing was just put out, and then Bailey's character is on the way, plus another design that um comes out in July. I posted it on my story, but I haven't like officially released it yet. But it's like um hey. You know, the ones he's been doing where it's like the anime eyes, like Luffy or Deku, and they're like angry and they're showing mm-hmm. off their powers. Yeah, I did one for Kurisu, so that's coming soon. But that's awesome. So I, my, my, my next question is, um, you've been you've been streaming on your YouTube channel, I've been noticing, and collaborating with other artists. So how's been your experience with, with that, you know, through... You know, Cassie collaborate with a lot of other artists like you. So how how's that that been? That process been? So it's been it's been really really fun and really um, I say educational because a lot of the artists that I've met, um, there's like there were uh, so Kristen, which is the one I interviewed not too long ago, Cree Manga. I met her randomly through TikTok, I believe, and then you know I found out that she like knew all these other artists and inspired author from Voice Me. So there was like a lot of other. I was just like, oh, okay, so you know, blah blah blah. And, and we connected that way, but I connected with Mike Monitor Comics because I now work um, at Saturday M as a motion graphics artist, and he in the magazine. So I met him through a meeting, and then me and him connected, and then of course by me and him connecting, I met all these other people too. So it's just been <laughs> really fun building this kind of little small community and helping each other out because all of us. Um, Mike recently just started going live. Uh, Kristen's always gone live on TikTok, but now she's transitioning to Twitch and some other stuff. So it's been cool kind of building that little network and uh, and everybody kind of supporting people and 
all that kind of stuff. Because like I, I said on a, on a podcast or on one of my lives, I was like, you know, I understand that like there needs to be that type of rivalry because we're all trying to do the same thing. But that doesn't mean we all just don't need to connect with each other like the artists do. Like because I was just like, when you think about it, if, if hypothetically I talked about it, I was like, if if you think about like the creator of Jujutsu uh, Kaisen and the creator of My Hero, if they just did a collaboration art picture, how much that would pull for both of their fan bases. But it's like the manga artists in Japan, for some reason, just they might I might be totally wrong, but it just seems like they all don't talk to each other. Like it's all like they're just doing their own thing. And, and I know. I know that Kohei and actually Yeager are actually, Yeager are actually best friends. That's actually, okay. <laughs> actually yeah, the best friends. And I think, um, I think um, Kohei actually did do like a little JJK thing. But that's like you said, it's still far and a few. And like, of course, there's interviews with like Kohei and Kubo, you know, and and, um, and Oda here and there. But I like, like, I agree. Like, not a lot of like, I guess, the up and coming. Mm-hmm. Um, new gen artists do that a lot. You only kind of only see like the goats with like you know new gen, or like mm-hmm. you'll see Kohei and Gege like find out that they're friends. But yeah, that's that's very true. But yeah, I love when Kohei does a lot of renditions of a lot of people's stuff. <laughs> like he's just so supportive of everyone's content. But that's amazing what you're doing though, because it is important to have that com- camaraderie as well as rivalry because it grows each artist i feel like and then plus you said anime well there's groups of characters together where they're like they want to get stronger but in friend groups so i think that's awesome um but yeah i think i i just i just love seeing your growth so far like on social media i just love that and um hopefully we get to see like an anime maybe soon but because even having a lot of voice actors doing your audio characters so how's been that process because i want to ask like how have you have like do you hire them or do they come to you? Do you go like how does that work? So I met Waves same thing randomly on TikTok. I was scrolling and he like he because he posts all his little uh, videos of him doing voiceovers for Dragon Ball Z, My Hero, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, like this is pretty cool because like before me and my friends were kind of doing the voices for stuff. It was like maybe three of us, and which is cool, but it's also like. I don't have time anymore to like make everything and then do voice acting plus all my other stuff. I just did not have the time to do it. Um, so I, I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, do you want to do like, obviously the main you know character or whatever? And he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And then once he did the promo, the animation one, like the little promo trailer, like the synopsis trailer, that's when all, like, I guess all the other voice actors that he knew or that followed him, reached out to me and was like hey you know can I do voices for whatever too and, and before I was like uh let's like let's wait like because yeah, cause obviously like you know you don't want everybody just on your stuff yeah. and there was a screening process because it was like I need to see like do you actually want to be a voice actor or do you just want to do it you know to get clout type of mm-hmm. stuff you know? mm-hmm. and so there was a screening process and waves did help me with that so there is now um I can talk about it now because it comes out in July but there is a voice acting there's going to be two episodes uh first episode is chapter one and chapter two the second episode is chapter four and they're doing all voice acting for those chapters with characters music sound effects i have nothing to do with it i'm just overseeing it um <laughs> like I, I i don't think in a bad way but it's just i don't know what i like i i just told him i say here's creative freedom i just want to see what y'all do um so yeah i that but it's been really it's been really cool uh, connecting with people and seeing like their passion for voice acting and how they just love my story and you know and, and it's crazy to think that literally like in 2018 when I came up with this idea you know like roughly two and a half three years later now it's getting to this point to where people you know want to 
the one want other people to see it and are doing stuff like this because I never would have thought you know people would be into it yeah. that much. like I'm gonna do a voice for a character like and it's not even an anime yet like <laughs> <laughs> and I I kind of ask you this because like I I see a lot of mangakas go through this where like when building their teams it's it's I guess it's very humbling for you because it's like you're so used to doing everything yourself so now here's another here's people coming in you're just like this is my baby now like you know so how has been that process because I know it can be very you know self-discovery very humbling because you're just like okay I can't do everything myself but you got like you said creative freedom so how has been that transition Um, it's been it wasn't that bad I mean as far as the other I mean as all creators we have this idea of how we want the character to sound or to act Mm -hmm. a b and c but um at the end of the day, I was kind of just like, well, you know, I have I have voices in mind for them for Japanese. Like, so when I see my, draw my characters, I hear them how they would sound if they were speaking in like sub. Um, so as far as dub, which is what everybody, which all the voice actors are doing, I'm not really that against because it'd be the same as if like it was an anime adaptation. All of a sudden, English dub comes out. Like, there's going to mm-hmm. be, you know, like I don't have the only only character that I really had just like a voice for for English dub was the main character because I wanted him to sound more like uh, there's a voice actor that did Sonic the Hedgehog from like 2000, 2000 to like 2010. And so I, if I he had an English dub actor, that's what I wanted him to sound like. But I was just like, you know, at the end of the day, everyone's going to hear the character differently if they read it. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like, I, it doesn't really, it doesn't really bother me that much. But in terms of like, I guess building the teams and stuff, it's been like the screening process has been not that bad, but it's also been kind of like, like you said, like, yeah, like, you know, this is like, it needs to be done in a certain way, but like, don't go like too overboard. Like, don't like just take the character and do whatever you want with it. Like, it still needs to be in kind of some guidelines and stuff. But you know, for the voice acting team, I'm not really that strict on. Um, but if I eventually do get a team for to help with my art and stuff, uh, then I'll I'll be a little bit more strict because then it's like okay, we need to you know have it in a specific way and stuff like that. But I haven't found a, a artist yet to uh, want to help. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, if those who are listening, you're an artist and you want to help my dog out, hit him up or hit me up because, you know, this is this is getting bigger and I love it. But speaking of Sonic, have you heard about Lady Sonic news, like the 30th anniversary and like the game coming out? I How- have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was super excited when I saw the trailer because um, immediately like people were like, I saw it and I was just like, oh, you know new sonic game like cool but then people were like yo look at the sneakers and i was like the sneakers so i like looked at his sneakers and they were the same design from the sonic adventure uh game from like the dreamcast version and i was yeah. just like, oh i was just like if they remaster sonic adventure and do it right sonic could definitely be on top again because i don't know the last couple of games like oh i hate it so much i hate them <laughs> I don't like i just don't i don't like the, the games, I guess themselves are okay graphic wise. Like you know, it's Sonic. I mean, he's running fast. What more can you do? But it's also like, mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of new voice actors at all for any of the characters. I hate them so much. So it's like, spicy. I, I just cannot <laughs> with the new and the new the new comedy. Like I'm just not a fan of like mm-hmm. like everything has to be funny or comic joke. Like I understand Sonic is a very laid back character. But, like, there needs to be some instances where, like, in the older games where it got super dark sometimes. And it's like, this yeah. isn't fun. Like, we have to save the world. Like, I don't know. Eggman's fine because Eggman's always just been, like, kind of dumb. <laughs> so, and his voice, 
the same. So <laughs> I'm I'm okay with him. But the last what was it? Sonic uh, Forces. I didn't even buy it. I didn't even buy it. Uh, the last Sonic game I bought was Generations, which in my opinion was like the last best one because it was just revisiting all the other old games. Mm. But uh, they need to make an open. They need to make an adventure game again. I, I in my opinion, an open world adventure game. Yeah, because I, I was on a podcast last night. We were talking about all E3, and like there's a few Sonic fans that are talking about it. Like, they're excited. And then, because before you say this, I'm like, okay, so you like a diehard Sonic fan. Yeah. We're talking about them. <laughs> Which is cool. So, oh, so did, are there any other E3 games that you saw that you were like, that you were like, cool? Or we kind of just like, mm. um, I'm mostly excited for, uh, well, the Sonic game, um, whenever I guess they show more information on it. I'm excited for Dying Light 2. I've been waiting oh. for that for a minute. Um, what was the other one? Uh, I don't know if they did. They do Far Cry Six on E3. Yeah, Far Cry Six coming Far out. Cry, I always love Far Cry games. In my opinion, I think they do good with Far Cry all the time. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one that's uh, that I was like, man, I'm excited for this. Um, and I can't remember what it is now. Um, oh, uh, was I don't think it was an E3, but the Demon Slayer game that's coming out in Battlefield. Yes. Yeah, the Demon Slayer game. I think that comes out. Like two weeks, I don't know. It's October. October, yeah. So, cause the graphics look kind of look good, and they have it, it looks good. So, I mm-hmm. I'm excited to see about it. Um, I'm excited for Redfall. Um, obviously that game looks really really fun. Um, Far Cry Six. I played Far Cry Three, and I liked it. So I'm kind of, you know, it's been a while since I played any of the Far Cry games, but this game looks looks really good, especially. Um. I'm trying to think of any other ones. Uh, I, I the Marvel games, I'm very hesitant on. Like the Guardians of the Galaxy game, I feel like it has potential, but it looked very buggy in that when they showed it, and I was just kind of like, "We'll see." Um, I think that's it so far with their games. It's like you think it was, was like was okay this year. It was like okay, like decent. Um, but I guess my next question is, are you planning on going to any future cons in the foreseeable Um, so at the moment I'm scheduled for two, um, possibly, (laughs) uh, one is MomoCon for 2022, since I wasn't able to attend the one for COVID. Um, they sent me an email like, hey, you know, COVID happened, but, um, you're still eligible for a booth if you still want it, you know, we'll give you more information like later on. So that should be. I'm definitely going to try to go to that. Whether I, I either even even if I don't have a booth, I'm going. So, <laughs> 2022, I'm definitely going to be going to that uh, DreamCon. I am actually working today on a well, continuing today on an illustration video because I'm not going to be able to make it in person since it's in Texas. Um, I'm mm-hmm. doing an online, like hour, like not really a stream okay. because it's pre-recorded, but like a pre-recorded video on my process on how I make my illustrations for my manga, and I'm doing like this literally from beginning to end, how I come up with these really elaborate illustrations using Clip Studio and how, like, beginner artists can use the tools in Clip Studio to, like, help them if they're not good with backgrounds, characters, all that kind of stuff. So I'm working on that today. I got to finish up the uh, rough sketch and then start the inking on it. But it should be the video. Hopefully, my goal is to have it done by next Wednesday because I have to submit it by Thursday, I believe. So if I can get it done before then, then cool. But That's awesome. I'm actually going to DreamCon uh, next, next month. So that's, I might see, I guess I might see your video, because I know they have the online con as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe I'll see you, your video then there, because that's awesome. Um, my girlfriend and I were all supposed to go to MomoCon last year, but again, COVID. 
So I think we're trying to go next year. So you might see you there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Riku Yashi and uh, Waves will be, or uh, Riku Yashi won't be. All right, will he be? I heard uh, Waves said that something he's going to be at DreamCon. Either he will or the brand will, but Waves is going to be there too. So okay. Might... <laughs> and and Riku Yashi stuff. So. And I saw that um, White Manga, the the woman he recommended me hit to him last year, like he's going to be there, and I've been following a lot of his videos. So I'm like, this is like awesome. Like everyone's like just coming together and like growing. I'm I'm so excited. I'm really yeah. Literally just um, because last time we talked, it was like my Instagram. I was just getting everything started, and the book was out or it was almost out or something like that. And um, just in that, pa- just in this period of time, like just working with all the artists and getting on with Saturday and meeting amazing creators like White, like, like it's just, oh, oh my gosh, just so much because I've, <laughs> I've admired that whole company since I was like 12 or 13. So the fact that I'm doing stuff with them now and then working with some of the artists that I followed, like White, since I, like, he literally, I watched videos to learn how to do manga from him, like mm-hmm. in the very beginning. And now that I'm doing stuff with him, it's just, it's, it's, super, it's such a blessing. It's super cool just to have that connection and stuff now. That's awesome. So I, I guess my question for you is, um, what's some, what are some advice that you would give for upcoming, you know, creators in Mangaka with this whole process? I know, I know it's a lot, but I guess publishing, self-publishing specifically, because you see that a lot with a lot of um, Mangaka self-publishing. So like, what's some advice you would give? Um, My main advice would just be to keep, obviously to keep, if you have a story and you think it's really, really good, um, keep working on it, keep developing it. I always say to, uh, there's like three steps that I like to tell new artists when they are struggling or they don't know if this is like a good idea is to number one, ask your fan or show it to your family, show it to your friends and then show it to strangers because your family, your family will tell you it's good or if they're honest to you, they'll tell you if it's good or bad. Your friends, if they're honest to you, they'll tell you if it's good or bad. If they love anime and manga, and then if you show it to strangers and a stranger says, you know, this is really good, then and those are those are some things you can use as a guideline to say, well, you know, maybe I should change some things. Maybe it's good as it is and just develop it more. But in terms of self-publishing, it's definitely um, it's an option. I know most people, when they think of manga, they're like, oh, you have to be in a publish, publishing company, you know, Shonen Jump, you know, Viz, you got to go to these big. And, and you really don't have to because mm-hmm. now publishing is you know, available for anybody. You can literally make a whole series just like I'm doing by yourself. And develop your own fan base. And then in the future, if a company wants to pick up that idea or, you know, whatever, then cool. But you really don't you really don't need a publishing company anymore. And you don't have to go to Japan to be a manga artist. That that uh, stereotype is over. You really don't have to. Um, I know people out there still believe it. Like you can't do manga unless you're Japanese. That's not true, because even people in Japan that are doing manga don't become famous. Not all of them. Just because you're a race doesn't mean you're automatically going to be like the next big thing it all depends on you know your fan base your story just like uh what's that manga that's out now um i can't remember the name of it but it's done by somebody that's like french or something and like he's in shonen jump or in something oh like is it is it uh very very it's something yeah it's like i think it's Varian. it's like he's not like but he's not japanese like so it's like it's not mm-hmm. impossible guys and you just have to, and you just have to work. And, and I also say get advice from, like I said, multiple people. And if you have somebody that's, you know, uh, not a professional, but has studied storytelling and that kind of stuff, that definitely helps. Because after book one, I was like, I had this, I had the general idea of how the story needed to be, but I didn't have it set up to where it was like, you know, mm-hmm. act one or arc one, two, three, four, and then what happens in those, et cetera, et cetera. So I had to, I have my editor now that helps me. 
from book to book to say like this is how the story should be and and also to remember not to rush because I have this like idea that the book needs to the book series needs to be this amount of like books but then at the end of the day if it needs to be longer um I you know just take my time and work with it so the story doesn't feel rushed and that arcs for characters don't feel like they were just thrown in there for action yeah because um um Kenneshita creative Dohiro I have a lot of her her uh, mangas and like the beginning volumes are very small and then they gradually get thicker and thicker like throughout the volume so I think she initially wanted I guess wanted to like have a certain but she realized oh let me just make them thicker because the story had so much lore to it so she was like let me just make these thicker books so Mm -hmm. yeah I totally understand that um but that's 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 amazing advice um I know like I always say this but like I'm also working on my own and like I guess the whole story structuring is one of my issues that I have because I kind of just like type everything out here and there when it's like there needs to be like a flow to it so I've been learning that structuring so I'm like may have to get editor for that but um that's amazing I guess my last question for you is um what is your what are your plans for Chikara Power of God like where do you see yourself moving forward after what you've done so far um so the current goal is I, I started working on book four this week so that's already in production so that's the current goal is to keep putting out content or at least putting out volumes once a year that's my goal just to keep the story progressing and uh, making like I said making sure it's good for what I want it to do and the message that I want to put out um there's going to be some spinoff series uh Lost Soul is, is one of them that's coming out or this production starting soon I'm going to make an announcement in the next like two weeks or so um, so there's going to be some spinoff series that'll be pretty fun. And those will be webtoons, but they'll, they'll, they'll eventually be published as a paperback, but they'll be coming out on webtoons for chapters, like for free. So people can read those. Um, and then that, that's, that's pretty much, I mean, Chikara, I, I'm still, you know, obviously trying to make deals with uh, other companies. I want to try to find somebody, if you know somebody that does custom shoes or has their own like shoe brand. I'm trying to get like in contact with somebody for that because I have like a mock sneaker that I'm trying to like put out. Really? Um, and I can show it. I mean, it's not like it's not legit. Like people can't buy this, but I, I redesigned recently the main character sneaker because Kohei like I was yes. like I can make some sneakers like Kohei. Like there's no way I can't. <laughs> no. I went to the store and I grabbed. I went. I found this sneaker and I was like, this is the one I want to design a shoe after. I designed it, colored it, all that stuff, and then recently i gotta get some yellow laces but recently i went ahead and did like a real life version oh of okay this sneaker so once i get the yellow laces um it'll be pretty much be done and i can wear it i like it <laughs> so. yeah, i like it i like it that's innovative innovative i love that um i have a few friends who are working on their own lines i don't know anyone who has any sneaker ones but i obviously i know like a million people who have like really good clothing um brand lines but I'll be on the lookout for that. And if anyone's listening to this, if you know anyone, again, hit either me or Curse out because we just, this is all collaborative effort. Like, we're all trying to boost each other up. Um, but, you know, I always end these podcasts asking, what are your top five favorite anime or top three? Or just, like, what are some new series you're watching that you're like, this is, like, really, really, really good? Um, I have to say... Because right now, like I said, I'm only really watching My Hero and, and Megalobox. I haven't really sat down and like was like, I need to watch anime and like a lot. <laughs> but I guess my top three at the moment would be My Hero, Demon Slayer, and um, what else? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Border Toe just because it's and I'm just that's what I'm watching currently. Um, it's not like the best I've ever seen or anything like that. But Demon Slayer, after the movie, I'm ready for season two, so I'm just excited 
four. Sorry, there's like a hawk that just like flew by my window. You said my hero hawk was like you said me. <laughs> but my hero demon slayer and Boruto are what I'm what I'm into right now. Um, in terms of just anime and stuff, but in terms of studying and like uh. I've been studying my hero for clothing design and shoes. I've been studying um, Mob Psycho, the manga, not for like the story, but just how they do some of the art for the powers and stuff. I'm really trying to push. Yes. Like drawing like ice and fire, like is really hard. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out how they like do it and make it look good. Um, so just that's pretty much it. Those and uh. Not it's not an anime, but Samurai Eight it got canceled or discontinued. Yeah, I loved it, so I, I'm like trying to follow or I'm trying to read as much as I can because I really I really thought it was cool and unique and different. But of course, you know, creator Naruto, if it's not Naruto, it's trash apparently. So <laughs> yeah, I've heard I heard mixed reviews on Samurai Eight um, from a lot of my friends. They said I started started um, great in the beginning, but then like they say the ending was kind of kind of like rushed or whatever. I haven't read it yet, but um, yeah, it definitely one of those. I was like, I mean, I may have to pick it up because I've been reading a lot of like the new, um, series that's been like adding to to Shiny Jumps. I just finished Girl Super Girl. Um, I'm reading. I finished Kaiju Number Eight. Um, I want to read I Tell C and the the Elusive Samurai, which is which is from the same creator of Assassination Classroom. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm like, this is cool. So I'm trying to just get caught up on all of those so I can kind of just see, like, what's what's new. And Attack on Titan. I finished it a long time ago, but I'm ready yes. for... I'm just ready for whatever the anime does. <laughs> because it's like... Man, uh, my friends I, are caught up on the manga, and I just I feel like I'm Aaron in real life. Because, me? like, like I don't know what's going to happen, and I'm just sitting there with, like, my head down. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> I related so much to Aaron and and this season, and even the manga when I was getting caught up in it, because I, 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 it's funny how, I like how the creator, like, has birthdays fit the characters, because he's Aaron's Aries, obviously. I'm an Aries, too. So, like, there's sometimes he'll do certain things. I'm like, like, talk to himself. And I'm like, dang, I kind of do that. <laughs> and like, this was as he progressively goes out through his stage, I'm like, that kind of sound like me. And I'm like, can is it me? Like, my lip, wait, am I like toxic? Like, let me look at myself. But it's just like, I, I loved Aaron a lot. Like, just like the whole like how he goes about his business, how he's very, um, he's very observant, and he doesn't really explain a lot because he already has a lot going on in his head. And that's what happens with me too. When I have a lot going on in my head, I get very quiet. I don't say a lot. But when he when he does speak, it's some shit. So mm-hmm. I, like, I was I love it and like how the anime ended. I was like, yeah, it's it's going down in this new season. Like I don't think anyone's ready because I was I wasn't ready reading it. I was like, whoa, like crazy. And um, did, you, did you read the updated ending? Yes, I did. I don't know how to feel about it because it's like, is there gonna be more or is it not? <laughs> because There's- it's like what what was what was the whole point of everything then if that's yeah if that's if it, the case if it just kind of resets again then yeah like it's and the whole Mikasa thing and who she chose in her old age I was just like this ah I don't know I don't know how I feel but I think, I, it, I think it needs to end there I think he was just doing that just kind of show that like what what as the reader like whatever you think happens next is up to you like, yeah. Like we're gonna continue it, but it's like you know, if you think that there that more happens after that, 
then that's on you. But if you think it ends there, then that's on you, which I think is how a story like that should end because so many artists and like companies now are doing that because because Border Toad did it. Now everybody is like, you have to have a spinoff of like the kid. Mm. And it's just like, no, we don't. You don't have like, to. Yeah, you don't. Like, I've never, like, I, I watched Fairy Tale growing up. I love it. I actually tell my friend, I need to get it back into it and, like, finish it. I feel like that's one of the things that I never, I need to do. Um, But it's like, but then there's now, what is it, Eden, Eden Zero? Eden or, Zero. Mm-hmm. Like, that, li- it literally looks like the same story. And, like, what? I was like, it literally looks the exact same. And, yeah, I, I I'm saying, I'm a huge Fairy Tale fan. You know, y'all come for me once you and you try it because, you know, Try once on Twitter, but anyway, um, <laughs> I love Fairy Tale. I did, but like, I I didn't I didn't like the last arc of this uh series. I kind of was kind of turned me off, especially watching the anime. I was like, I don't like how this is going, but I didn't get back to it because I do want to finish it because I like just for the sake of me enjoying the series. But even Zero, it I don't know why her um um much much more likes to just repeat or regurgitate character designs because it's just you get the same. Yeah, even though it's a different story. Everybody looks the exact same. Yeah, like like it was a, what's his name? She the main character. He's like a robot type thing. But um, a lot of my friends who read the manga said it's actually good. So um, I may have I may have to just watch it. Sit down, and just watch an episode so I can kind of just get out of my biasness and just get into it. Um, but happy's happy's in it. Like happy, literally happy. From why why in the same universe? Like I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. And he literally looked like it isn't Lucy in it too. Like she looks the exact same age. No, her name is Rebecca, but she she's exactly Lucy's design. But her name's Rebecca. Wow. Okay. See, (laughs) I'm just like I don't understand that. Like I understand it having some resemblance if they're related. Like if they're obviously related, then yeah, you're gonna look similar. But like I don't know. And like it, it it could just be his style. That could be. I mean, like most of my characters for the, I'm trying to change like for some characters how they look, but for most of my characters, they do look the same because there's that style. Mm-hmm. But it's all like if I made like if if like randomly like because I, I guess not randomly, but where me and my editor are working on a new series called Lockdown, Max doesn't look like any other character I've done before. The main character, I actually got inspiration from Dragon Ball Z to do like his character design. Okay. I don't know. That's my opinion. It's just like, if you're going to make a new series, like, change it up. I mean, like, keep your style, but, like, figure out a way to change it up a little bit, but... Yeah. Like, like from Kishimoto, you can tell that it, he drew it, but, like, they don't look like Naruto. Like, not mm-hmm. all of them are, like, you can't look at a character and be like, that looks like Kakashi with just, like, a headband on her. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel that. And about, back to what you're saying about, like, studying series, um, I know back when I when I was writing, like, heavily and drawing at the same time, I was studying Haikyuu because I liked how the flow of the, of the storyline went. I really liked how it immersed you into where it felt like you were watching a real-life, you know, volleyball match and, like, you were guessing where the ball was going through. There were times where I'm like, oh, that's Hamata's ball, and I'll go to him. I'm like, oh, shoot, how, like, how did I know? Like, but, like, that's how he gets you, like, invested into the Hardy's characters, I guess. So I really love that. And then I was also um, studying My Hero because of, like, just to, I guess, yeah, the storyline and the characters more so, more so with the character designs and the character personalities kind of get inspired from that and seeing how each of them, you know, flow and move. And I was really digging, like, Bakugo and, like, this all class 1A and, like, all the other classes kind of seeing how it is drawing different characters, all that fun stuff. Um, 
But yeah, I was studying one more, but definitely it was My Hero and Haiki where I was like, this is some good stuff. <laughs> Art for, at least for me, for doing a story that is, because my story, I, I try not to classify it as just, oh, this is shonen because it's really not. For me, it's mm-hmm. like, I say it's like an indie shonen fantasy or apocalyptic shonen because it's really, I don't want people to look at it and think like, oh, it's shonen and then get confused when like the main character doesn't have his goal mm-hmm. in the very beginning. Like, yeah, those the expectations of shonen, you know. My story is like very realistic because, mm-hmm. and people haven't caught it yet, but like I changed the art style because obviously I got better. But from the first book to the second to the third, the art has gotten pro- progressively better and darker because the main character is now going from this was my old life, which was all fun and games. I was rebellious. It was just me and Diaz, whatever, to now it's serious. People are dying. You know, I have to save the world. There's this big responsibility on me. It's not all fun and games anymore. So now it's like almost like a psychological story for him because it's like he needs to now find his own way in this new world. But because also people are like, you're the chosen one. You have all this power. You need to save the world. You have this big responsibility. But if that was me in real life or anybody, they would be kind of some kind of like, like you would be like, do I really want to do this? Like, cause mm-hmm. he's not in the story. So he doesn't have that like natural gravitation to God that like, this is the right thing to do because God told me to. He's kind of like, everyone is telling me to do this. Plus this God that I don't even really know exists. Like, but what do I want to do? Like, so there's like, big kind of thing and that's the hard part for me because it's like all the other characters have this drive onto like if a demon shows up okay we got to fight this guy because that's our mission but for him it's different because it's like why should he why does like why would he like you know so that's the hard part for me is finding out and to study all these other artists and stuff and stories because all these other like for deku like if a villain Mm -hmm. He has to fight because okay, I'm a hero. That's his drive. I need to defeat the evil. But for me, it's different in my story because it's like, I at least for the main character, that's what I'm trying to develop so that he does have that goal and drive for whatever reason. And that's what's being hard for me right now is like to convey that well without the reader being like, I'm not really attached to the the, the main character because it seems yeah. like he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, so that that's like that's the struggle for me is trying to find that balance and. Uh, by book four, my goal is to get him a little bit more solid on like his personal goals, so that way the reader can be like, okay, now he has a reason to, you know, get mad if you know Kalani gets punched or something. Because yeah, like, all actuality, if he does, he's not even really friends with her right now. So it's like if she got hit, yeah, it's like, oh man, you just hit that little girl, but like, why should I like risk my life for her? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think. I think that's the thing about storytelling is people just want the character just be, I guess, developed already and just be out here. And that's why people have been like talking shit about Takemichi from Tokyo Avengers and, you know, for the longest Deku, but now they've been like quiet. <laughs> but it's like that's, that's. Technique works. I mean, it, 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 it works because it's staple. Like, you know, I have mm-hmm. to be most. I, my goal, I have to, you know, be a Wizard King, be the strongest hero, be the Pirate King, whatever. Like, that's been done for so many years it works so people are comfortable with that and as soon as something infiltrates the shonen genre that's not that people are uncomfortable yeah and they don't want diversity like they don't want they're just not used to it so yeah it's almost brainwashing no <laughs> oh, no it, it is because it's like what are you talking about this character is like realistic and you're like well i don't know and then now look at deku now they're like oh i hope deku's okay oh now you hope he's okay because he's like the only real hero out here doing what needs to be done 
that I love those kind of series. Like like thing with JJK, like breaks the mold and like the classic woman character shown in stereotypes where the main woman character is like the most like you everyone's like, Oh shit, like she oh OP, OP. And you just you love it. Like I, I love those series that do that. And also it gives homage to other like GOAT series, but I love series that do that because it's if it's, it's realistic. It puts you in their shoes because, like, how would I react if I was given this kind of power and ability? Like, you say, look at my hero. A lot of the goats and those series and the heroes are like dipping out and saying peace out, and it's just like you never would have thought this person would have been like, this is too much. So it, it's realistic. I, I love I, I love those kind of series, but that's you know you just got to put it out there and hope the fans react to it because. And like I said, I'm still struggling with him because it's like, and I just haven't found it yet. Like, and I hate to say it because I'm going into book four, but I think like, it's just, I have not found, and I, by book four, my goal is to find it. So I'm not just going to keep putting it off. But my goal is like, cause right now it's just like, what, what if you were randomly thrown into that situation, what would now be your goal? Because I don't want to be like, oh, I want to save the world because then it's like, it just seems like it's generic. Like, well, yeah, everybody save the world you know if the world is an apocalyptic or whatever so i need to find him and I, and I might have it but it's like i'm trying to develop it just to see like what could his drive be to like if he's in a pivotal fight to literally make him get up and keep fighting and that's mm-hmm. like i gotta figure that out because he's based off of me which is cool but i think i did a little bit too much <laughs> like if i got punched I'd be like, I'm not getting up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's funny because we talked about that in the last podcast where we're like how a lot of the characters that you Jim was after like your friends or yourself. And um after writing my own, like I said, mine's about three sisters, which is, you know, inspired loosely by me and my own sisters. So like each of the characters, like the main the older sister is obviously me to like a hundred percent. So I'm just like, how can I make this character like, you know, She's kind of, she's very boastful. She's very, like, you know, independent. But it's, like, how can I, how can I make her not, you know, how can I make her fit into, like, the story or whatever, like, have it? Because I, I didn't want to make her brooding because in the beginning she was depressed. And it's, like, just, I was, like, I got to clean this up. Like, <laughs> like, I can't come out the room like, like that. But then, was, oh, she, she's just, like, you know, let's make her boastful but make her very, like, you know, calm. Not like Aaron, but very just, like, she'll mm-hmm. say things out loud that people don't want to hear it. But it's the true type thing, and that's kind of that's part of her ability, which I'm not getting too much into. But, um, but yeah, so that that kind of thing. But I'm just like, I don't want to put too much of myself into it because that's why each of the characters kind of have each of me because each of my sisters were all different, we're all very much the same. So I'm kind of been like just going through that process, adding more characters into that. But yeah, when you when you get to when you put too much of your stuff into, you're like, how would I get out of this? I don't know because I'm currently in that right now. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, I I feel that one hundred percent. I'm but, pulling piece um, a little bit on mine. Sorry, it's the last this last thing. Like I'm pulling from. <laughs> I think I want him to be more of like a like not really like a family guy, but like because in the story, and I'm trying not to spoil it for people who haven't read it. But in the story, he is or grew up as an orphan, and he only had his brother and Diaz. So I think I want him to be kind of like when my friends are my family, and I'm like. Yeah kind of thing like how, like how luffy is like yeah my crew like i don't care if i don't find the one piece like you're not gonna hurt my friends kind of thing um so i might i, I like i said i just have to i have to play around with it i have a good like chapter into book four before i really want to i guess develop that for him or give him like a little i don't know a little speech or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll figure it out which all mangakas do so i guess 
at the end, I'm just kind of where you plug everyone, let them know where you can find Chikara Paragon and your socials, all the floor is yours. Um, yeah, guys, if you want to check out my stuff, my Instagram is chris.burns, C H R X S dot B U R N S. Um, I post all my inf- like pictures, updates, everything there. But if you want to check out my series, I have free chapters on Webtoons and I have ebooks and paperbacks available on Amazon. Just go to uh, Google and type in Shikara Power of God, and we literally flood the search engine now. <laughs> like, it's literally, yes. it's, we're overpowering so much now. Like, I remember originally in 2018, I typed in Shikara Power of God, and like Naruto popped up. But now, like, now it's not. Like, I have my own Google page now. I didn't even know it. Oh, that's awesome that's awesome i'm I'm so proud of you i'm so glad to see the growth that you've been doing since we last spoke last year um like very excited for you know the next book that comes out and how you'll where will be even then so and i'll, I'll see your video at dream con i'm going so i'm very excited for that <laughs> um but you guys, it, it obviously it was great having you again thank you for reaching out you know to promote your book like i love it I still have to get through your volumes because I'm like, this is, I want to keep all of this. I have a few of my other friends stuff, but I'm like, I just want to get everyone who comes on there on here, like stuff. Cause I think that's awesome. What you're doing very inspirational too. Um, big guys, that's the end of today's podcast. Remember to follow Chris on all his social medias and go support Chikara power of God. As well support the podcast. Especially talks, follow us on the anchor Spotify and Apple podcast, as well as our YouTube channel, especially talks, and our second channel is Spicy Productions. Got a new movie up there. Follow social medias, all that fun stuff. Link, link in the description. You already know. Um, and Patreon, y'all got, y'all got a video. Y'all got to see some little, you know, hints, little little things like that, you know, live on a video. Um, but yeah, remember y'all to always stay spicy, and I'll catch y'all in the next one. Peace.